We have a little bonus this morning. Um, we are in Luke chapter 22. And the reason I'm doing this is because I had an epiphany this morning. And so I thought this would be a good one to podcast today. So yesterday in church, um, a testimony was shared and they talked about the three disciples who fell asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane. And in Luke chapter 22, verse 41, it says, um, a stone cast away. And this person who was talking emphasized that. And the emphasis was, again, you know, how disappointing that they didn't understand or that they fell asleep, that they were weak. And how many times have we done that? And again, the whole, the whole, um, Scripture comes to mind of awake and arise and be men. And for whatever reason, every time this is shared, it really rubs me the wrong way. It really bothers me. And so yesterday, I just kind of, what I do is I kind of tend to go, it's okay, you know, just tune out a little bit, which I did. But um, I turned to my husband after and I said, I just... I don't know why that just always really bothers me. And I guess because these three men who went to the Garden of Gethsemane had been to the Mount of Transfiguration, had been the three that Christ brought with them to raise Jairus's daughter. These were men that he was preparing to lead the church when he was gone and that had walked with him for three years. They were incredible men. And so... I think it really bothers me that that it's insinuated that they were weak or didn't understand. And um just just I think these were incredible men and if really could that be true? And so as I was reading this morning in Luke 22 which was so weird that that's where I was. I'm, I do my study in the DNC. I do my study in the Book of Mormon. And I do my study and I just so happened to be in the New Testament. And so I just happened to be in Luke 22. And I hit that very verse, a stone's cast. And I just kind of smiled because I just thought, Ugh, I, hate, I hate that people make this seem like they were weak. And all of a sudden, I got to verse 45. And it says this. Um, we'll start in 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling to the ground. Verse 45. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. And that, those words, sleeping from sorrow, just really leapt out at me. I have never heard anyone point those out before. Read this verse and point them out. And I highlighted it and I circled it. And I typed into Google, sleeping from sorrow. And the first article that I clicked on said this. I've often heard this part of the story presented as to indicate that the disciples had a lack of faith or at least a lack of willpower. They couldn't fight off drowsiness and so they gave in to the flesh. But this is not what the text says. By this point in the evening, the disciples were wired. Their nerves were racing. They were anticipating something awful. And the text says that they fell asleep from sorrow. 
And I have to say, before this in Luke, they've already said, should we bring swords? So this so sounds true to me, rings true. Now back to the article. I wonder if any of you have ever fallen asleep from sorrow. Probably a few mothers have, perhaps in the event of a divorce or a death. It would have to be something traumatic, something gut-wrenching, and it would have to be the sort of thing that had worked on your mind and nerves in an intense way for hours. That is what, excuse me, the disciples were feeling. Oh my goodness, that so made sense to me. I have fallen asleep from sorrow. I have had times exhausted where I thought, what other words can I say? What else can I do? And I just, it made so much sense to me. When I thought of my dear friend who is dying and lost her husband last year. Um, actually, it's been almost two years uh, from a brain tumor and had been diagnosed with cancer three years previous to that. Maybe it's been about five years anyway and, and was getting treatment for that and her cancer didn't go away but was under control and then her husband was diagnosed with this brain tumor. And her oldest is... 19 and just got her mission call and her youngest is five six kids and her cancer is so bad that they are around the clock with her waiting for her to pass and yesterday we were able to go with many many hundreds were there people to write service that we had done in honor of her on a balloon and release the balloons. And we have fasted and prayed for miracles and I think of the conference talk, excuse me, infuriating unfairness. And the thought that has come again and again is who are we to say it was too much for Emma and Joseph. Thank heavens, Emma and Joseph were so amazing and they willingly did it for the rest of us. What incredible people. And I think we'd all agree how grateful we are. So how dare we sit and think, where's the miracle? These kids need their mom and dad. They have an army of incredible people and no, it's not their mom and no, it's not their dad. But they are incredible kids and miracles will come. It's just not the miracle we want. But who are we to step in and say that's too much? And so I thought to all of you who fall into bed exhausted, praying and collapse, sleeping from sorrow, he knows and he loves you. And I just want to say, those of us who witness are so grateful for your example. 
and so grateful you make us better people. So thank you for your faith and for your example and for being there. I love the apostles and I'm so grateful that I found this this morning because it makes me love them even more and just makes me so appreciate what incredible men they were and what a hard thing that was for them to witness and I love that so much so I just wanted to share that I'm so sorry I'm so emotional but I felt like it was the hugest aha and tender mercy especially with what my dear sweet friend who I have known my entire life and been blessed to have in my life. I really believe God puts people in our life and they reappear throughout our life. And I don't believe that's an accident. I believe we will go back and find out what a huge part they played in our life before we ever came. And so this is a person who has been in my life my entire life. And I will forever be changed because of her family all of her siblings, her mom and dad, and what huge examples they have been, and I will be a better person. But I know that they are exhausted, and I know they are weary, but I know that God is aware of them and loves them so much. And so I just love this, that those words, sleeping from sorrow, he knows and he loves us. And just like the apostles, he was so grateful for what they could do. And he makes us more. And he brings miracles that we don't understand. And I know that's true. And I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.